Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. Sheriff, I know we had some issues, I know, last week with vehicles staying on the road when, uh, you know, winter decided to pop up. We did. I'm, I'm going to guess that there's going to be a bit of an issue again today, right? That probably will be with the uh, new amount of snow. One of the problems that we have is that there's an underlying ice coat over the... Yeah. Well, last Friday, we had some wrecks on the interstate where we had some people go off the road and go into uh, creeks and things like that. So... Uh, the interstate is icy. The Department of Transportation is doing a good job by getting out there and having uh, the sand on the road. But you can do your part by just slowing down. Uh, on the way here, I saw several people do that. They were going at a good, slower pace, watching out for others, and uh, doing a good job. Yeah. Well, and from a law enforcement point of view, I mean, is that the biggest thing we need to remember is just, you know, when to work our way, its way into our lives again is just, you know, take five, 10 miles off what you want to do and yeah. be slower. Your four-wheel drive will you really accelerate at that stop sign right. or that four-way stop, <clears throat> but it's not going to stop any faster than that two-wheel drive. The Both uh, both of the vehicles are going to slide and skid just, just like everybody else. You have to take it a little slower. And you have to start breaking a little earlier. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff and Coroner Leo Dutton with us this morning. And, you know, every, every year there are uh, accidents, often accidents. You know, it's not just, you know, a dented fender. They, they right. turn into tragedies because yeah. people aren't paying attention to road conditions. You can't drive today like you did in June. No, you can't. And I appreciate you bringing this up as a safety message. Please, please take your time. This is the time where you're thinking about, oh, man, I've got about two gifts left. Or uh, if you're like me, you've, uh, i still got four. <laughs> <laughs> four, eight, and. Yeah, four, eight, and six shopping days left. Uh, it's not Christmas Eve. Why, why are you hurrying? Right. Um, but there are people who, like my wife, are way ahead of the game and uh, appreciate that. I really do. So if you're out shopping, be in the moment. Look at the road. Think ahead and save yourself some crash time the problem is someone else might not be so you have to be on the lookout for that distracted driver yeah it's not just taking care of what yeah. you need to do you got to watch everybody else too you know that's <clears throat> brings up another thing is i i've seen less of it but i've still seen some of it as someone texting while they're driving mm -hmm. and if you're looking down to say uh, try to figure out how to spell that word you're going to use you are not looking. You're drifting in the other lane. I've seen it uh, the last week. The uh, I, Well, I don't think that person was intoxicated. They went over the line one time. But when I got up beside them, they were having a thumb, thumb <laughs> wrestling match with that little black thing in their hand. So don't do that. You know, there is, there is no law that says you can't use it. But again, just because you can doesn't mean you should especially You're, right now yeah that extra yeah. second that you used might yep. have been the car in front of you braking right and that's that's what's going to happen yeah Lewis and Clark County Sheriff and Coroner Leo Dutton is with us on Coffee Break this morning. And I guess that, you know, it probably leads into mentioning that people should have some emergency equipment in their vehicles, especially those that are going out, 
you know, they're intentionally going off the beaten path to go outdoors, you know, whatever it is. There, there's winter activities, and uh, things happen out there as well. They do. You know, take along some prepared supplies. Take along some a, a blanket. Take along a communication device. Take along a shovel. A lot of people you find do not have shovels. Now, where you find it the worst is somebody that's going, I'm just going across town to go in the store. Mm-hmm. And 24 years in EMT paramedic, found a lot of people below zero dressed in shorts in the car because they were just going across town. The issue is you can be in a wreck in town just as easy as you can be out. So back to your comment, if you're going out and you're uh, going Christmas tree hunting, if you have chains for your vehicle, take those. Now is the time to be prepared. Take a couple of extra coats. Make sure you have gloves. Make sure someone knows when you're going to be back. If you're one of a, of a private individual, well, there's a price for that. Uh, being able to have cell phone coverage to say you're stuck. If you think you're the ultimate woodsman and you're never going to be stuck, well, <laughs> those you've theories, met a few of yeah. those in your day, I'm yes. sure. Yep, those yeah. theories get broken. Pride goeth before a fall. So take along some extra, just some way to survive if you are stuck. No fault of your own. Not saying that you wouldn't be great, but you might encounter something that you didn't anticipate. So have a one of the important things is just a communication device. Two, letting someone know when you're going to be back and where to look. I mean, if you say, well, I'll be back around two, okay, that's good. Uh, where do we look? Uh, the rest of the world? In the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the woods. It could be in the forest someplace. Uh, you never know. Let someone know where you're going and when you're going to be back. It really helps us, and we want you to survive. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff and Coroner Leo Dutton is with us, and you, of course, do a lot with search and rescue i know and there's got to be a couple are, are there some common denominators to um you know or mistakes in those situations that people tend to make is it they they forgot to bring a phone or they didn't charge it or i mean what is it that you sort of hear over and over again when, once you find those folks well things are getting i gotta say they're getting a little better Good. with uh, the second gen 911 where we can get their location or at least an area that they're going to be in one of the things that people are doing better is having some kind of communication device. Now, Helena and surrounding areas, not just Helena, there's not cell service in mm-hmm. you know some places that you go around York, Wolf Creek, Lincoln, Augusta. They're just not there. So have an idea, and you can you can still talk to somebody. It's not that complicated, but uh, yep forgot the question (laughs) (laughs) that's okay because the questions don't matter um thought i'd talk long enough and figure out what i want to say yeah well and 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 really my my assumption is that most if not all of the folks that uh you know two bear air ends up pulling out of somewhere the national guard's going in or you're back there on a horse they probably all assumed that they'd be just fine yes they did i mean and and they thought that they were prepared yep they thought they were prepared they didn't anticipate either a weather change or they're in a new territory and they don't know what it looks like. So remember, stop, stop, Yeah. think, organize and plan. Meaning you stop. If you're, if you're just starting to go and go and go, I'm, I'm, I've got to get it out. And you start to panic, you start to sweat, you start to shed clothes cause you're hot 
and it's cold outside, you're going down a slippery slope that you might not be able to get back. Just stop. And if it's cold outside, uh, make a fire. Fire has some kind of comfort. I'm not talking about a forest fire. I'm talking about a campfire that we could see. Organize. Have some shelter. You need to make some place that you can get out of the elements. And, you know, you look at me and you'd think, well, that can't be. But food's the last thing you need. But if you look at me, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you boy, work that into some yeah, of the others. Yeah. Yeah. That boy's always got food, I'm telling you. But the water, water will be mm-hmm. essential. But then again, it goes back to who knows where you're at and when you're expected back. Yeah. So we have an idea of where to go look. I do want to mention the search and rescue. And I, I don't know if I forgot his name, but I'll look at what his name is when you take a break here. But there's a gentleman that donated a, a boat, a fishing boat, uh, well, it's uh, better than that. It would be a, uh, you know, I want to call it a John boat or something like okay, that. Like it's a flat all, bottom. Yeah, it's, yep, flat bottom. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And he was the, uh, he just retired at Napa Auto. And he works on these boats. And he did an awesome job. Now Search and Rescue gets to decide what they want to use it for either use it to help raise money or they had a good idea saying hey you know what when we get some of these stressful calls and they do to be able to say hey take your family and go out and Mm -hmm. enjoy the river that's an awesome idea yeah so we'll see what they come up with and when you go to break i'll get the uh, i'll get the yeah name of the guy because i I really want to thank him and for uh for putting that time into that beautiful absolutely beautiful boat just great yeah it was last week they donated it. well let's um you know what we might as well do that now we've got to do it at some point so we'll do it okay. now it's a good spot to take a break and then uh we'll come back with more sheriff leo dutton on coffee break i just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode you can always catch up we're on itunes so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. This is Coffee Break, and I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Sheriff and Coroner Leo Dutton is here with us this morning, and uh, we're waiting on him to uh, to get a call back on a name, right? Well, uh, yep, on a name. He'll uh, he'll answer me. All right, it's going to pop right, in. Yeah, right as we get done. But yeah, it'll get here. Um, we, we were talking about staying safe when you're out there in the outdoors, when you're driving on the roads, and uh, I, I guess a transition then into you know, but of course, part of your job is keeping folks safe in the detention center yes um there are now what about 100 or so inmates in there 103 103 this morning yes okay and and that seems to be kind of the at least lately kind of the standard number right 103 110 i mean it bounces around of course but yes it does i wish we could get it lower but for right now and we're not able to use uh 
all of the information. Okay, can we segue back? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rest You've got Lonnie, it. Lonnie Davis. Okay. Lonnie Davis, I want to give a shout-out to Lonnie Davis for donating that awesome boat. I mean, it's worth a lot of money. Okay. There. <laughs> I made good on my word. There you go. All right. Thanks, back, Lonnie. Back, yes. Good job, Lonnie. Uh, owe you a lot. You did a lot uh, for us. Anyway, back to this. Um, the... Uh, See, now you forgot yeah, again. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were just talking about the numbers in the detention oh, yeah, yeah, center. Yeah, I mean, it'd yeah, be yeah. nice. At one point, we were seeing those at like in the 80s, and and but now they're unfortunately yep. kind of back up. Right. And we've yeah. done measures to keep those numbers down. The, the problem is that there's people that still uh, do things that need to go to jail. Yeah. And when you're looking at how do you keep a community safe, you can do a couple of things. You can do intervention. You can have... Uh, some type of uh, treatment programs, but you know people people don't do well on the first time through treatment. They need four or five times to go through that. Yeah. It seems, and then people say, "Well, why do you want to put money in detention?" Because that's where they need to be. People rarely come in and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm in, I'm addicted to methamphetamine. Could you get me in a treatment program?" Yeah, I've yeah. only been doing this for. 35 years uh not long but uh, i've never had that i would i wish i have maybe there's family members that have talked a member in there but methamphetamine uh, drugs like that they're they're a different person they're not the loved one you once knew so being able to have a safe detention officer let's talk covid just for a moment we got 30, yeah, about some uh, new equipment yeah recently. we got some twenty three thousand dollars from the board of crime control that was uh, passed through money from uh, federal por uh, portion for the COVID money that uh, Board, of Crime Board of Crime Control got $3.1 million. And then they put out uh, requests for proposals that you could put in for a grant, no match grant. And it was pretty broad. We did get one of those. And we're going to buy uh, face uh, temperature scanners going to buy a backpack that uh, has an atomizer that you can go around and disinfectant that's the big some, sprayer yep yeah be able to disinfect areas we're really working diligently not to have covid in the jail and it's it's hard because yeah it is a transient population you can have some of the pods that you try to keep the same but as you talked about the numbers this morning about you know it can go from maybe even 98 up to 110 and that can happen in a day so that that population swings a lot we do run them through the risk questions have you been exposed now this will sound jaded and i admit it but how many how many people do you think that are being arrested go yeah yeah i've been exposed to COVID. right um, right i i can't go into that jail uh, you'll have to let me go uh we have had a, a good relationship with the Department of Health, public uh, public health, that we can get them tested and get those results back fairly quickly. Rarely are they positive, and I know that that can change, but it's been accurate. It's been good. And you've had a handful there yes. at the detention yep. center, We've but had, not it, it didn't get out of hand. Right. Uh, we called it an outbreak. We had seven, uh, uh, seven staff that got it, and four inmates that got it but we locked them down kept pods who had already been exposed together 
and worked through that process where they were tested every seven days. We're good now. Yeah. And the staff just cleaning, cleaning, wearing masks. Uh, I know that there's some people that don't like that, but uh, in this situation, masks are a requirement because yeah. we don't want our detention staff getting sick. And we we have a, a captive audience there. We don't need them getting sick. Yeah. Uh, none of them went to the, including the staff, none of them were hospitalized. And they uh, they were ill, but they didn't get sent to the hospital. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton with us this morning. And uh, yeah, that we just had that handful and it didn't get any farther. I mean, I think that speaks pretty highly to to your staff there at yeah, the uh, detention facility and what they're doing because we've seen other facilities in the state really i mean deer lodge of course blew up you know gray falls had an issue i saw this morning actually uh down south but wyoming their uh the crown board is saying something like 25 percent of the population in all of wyoming's jails has come down with this i mean it's it's a problem everywhere yeah, and it is uh our, our folks here are doing things right well, we are. We've had uh, a lot of a lot of help, and we've went out and uh, good job, Captain Ellen Hughes, for leading that charge in the detention center. Speaking of that, I I had a new promotion of Shane Hildenstaff. Yeah, he uh, was promoted to captain, and I was thinking this morning, you know, I should have brought the the new undersheriff down, Brent Colbert, but I didn't. Uh, ah, he can come around next time. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll bring him in here. He's... We'll let him uh, sweat it out a little <laughs> yeah, bit first. You never know <laughs> when the shadow will drag you into the yeah. studio. So de- recently, uh, recently upgraded in his status. Then new new position. Yeah, yes. And uh, Shane will be probably uh, he will be taking over the detention captain, uh, starting to shadow in January and February in that area. We're doing some transition training and moving the captains around a bit. So it, it's good leadership training. Mm-hmm. We just had a, a sergeant's academy, a smaller one. We'll have a couple of sergeants uh, opening positions, and there will be some people apply. So there's some movement, and uh, this all started with uh, Under Sheriff Grimace because he went to Carroll College. Yeah, that, it's all his fault. Yeah, God bless him. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, young guy. Thanks a lot, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got to yeah. hire more older people. So like, um, and, and you mentioned that you, and I think it's worth pointing out because you did mention that, that, that there's been a purchase or there will be a purchase of some equipment coming into yes. the detention center. And I, I want to make sure that people understand that that's not a taxpayer thing because I know that's the immediate, oh, great, wasting of taxpayer money. Thing. Yep. It, first off, it's not a waste. But but past that, this is not this is federal money made available to you. Yeah. I, I didn't give you any money to do this. No, it came from the United States. It yeah. is taxpayer money. But yeah, I it, suppose so. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's ta- it is taxpayer yeah. money, yeah. But it did come from a bigger pot from all over the United States, not just the property owners in Lewis and Clark County. So they weren't uh, taxed for this. I mean, uh, yeah, they were, but uh, those who pay federal taxes, that's where it came from. Yeah, the federal government was going to yeah. take our money anyway. Hey, you know what? Yeah, no, it was going to go somewhere. Somebody was yeah. going to get it. Why not benefit the people I work for? So, and that'd be the citizens. The uh, heroes and helpers went yeah. off really well, yeah. and we did a good job at keeping with the the COVID regulations and taking uh, people or young people in to buy uh, a gift, 
out of Target, then over to the shoe store, then Home Depot was there, Albertsons was there, and the Montana National Guard was there, the Forest Service was there, the fire department. I know everybody loves a fireman. <laughs> I got to mention them. <laughs> they, Their truck is cooler than yours. I know I'm sorry. It, you know, everybody loves a fireman. You know, and sometimes we love them too. So, you know, they were they were there and they were great help. I mean, they were they were fabulous. And a lot of uh, the uh, peace officers showed up as well. And then uh, we had Santa show up in a, uh, looks kind of like a sockie. It's a little <laughs> cart and uh, had a team of horses pull them in and, kids loved that and thanks uh corporal james turpin for he raises uh, private money all year long people donate to that but again you you reminded me of that when you said taxpayer money yeah that comes from private donations that's that's, a neat program it it really really is is. i i don't know if folks know much about that but um it, it is kind of a neat thing where they they pair kiddos with as you said, I mean, all sorts of different uh, law enforcement and fire, and, I, and they go in and they've got a shopping buddy, basically, right? Yep. They get a we get a dollar amount that's already been paid for, and they go in, and you'd think we'd head straight to the candy aisle, and and we don't. These kids are uh, kind of the social economic challenged area. We go uh, the ones I went with. Yeah, they got a couple toys. Good for them. Sure, but. Let's go get some uh, clothing. Let's go get something for my brother. Let's, uh, I know what he wants. They buy Christmas presents, and they buy, they buy very little candy. It's mainly, uh, you know, these are five and can go up to 12 and 14 years old. That They do get something for themselves, but they also buy something for someone else. And if you ever want to think or ever want to see, geez, uh, is there a spirit of uh, appreciation? Sometimes the people who have the least are the people who give the most. Mm-hmm. And these these kids who don't have very very much, they think of other people. They want to get something for their mom or their dad because they don't get to, to have money to buy Christmas presents for them. So it's uh, very humbling to go along with someone who doesn't have a lot but who gives the most. And I really appreciate that. It's it's a good opportunity to do it. Makes you feel good. Yeah. And uh, you're doing something good for the community. We're improving the quality of life. I feel, and I I love to be part of it. Yeah, it's a great thing, and uh, yeah, I sure appreciate uh, everybody that helps with that. We've got Sheriff and a Coroner Leo Dutton here with us this morning. He's double duty, and and you just actually we, we mentioned uh, you know changing of positions and. Uh, you, you've now got a deputy coroner, right? I do, yes. Uh, we should Scott probably Leonard. sneak that in. We don't want to yeah. leave him out. Oh, no, man. We had a couple of retirements throughout <laughs> the, the year. So Scott Lindgren had 20 years in, and he has done all kinds of things. One thing that he excels at is uh, inventory or accounting, being somewhat of an accountant, being able to be a detailed person and great with evidence. He's going to do good. He was a uh, former paramedic we used to work together at st peter's ambulance service as paramedics and i know the kind of detail person he is he wanted to do the job he was looking forward to it so he retired on uh, november 30th and started uh, or on the first of december not much of a downtime <laughs> there take a weekend yeah <laughs> woo yeah <laughs> all right i'm off call but he started up and he's going to do a good job he 
uh, Annie Kurtz is down there, and they're really dedicated. Uh, it just it's awesome to see. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it's a tough job, but you've really got some is. really good people filling yeah. those roles. Yep, they they're compassionate, but yet they deal with the scene appropriately. They understand what's what they have to do. It's not an easy scene. You know, sometimes you get people that uh, pass away or die, whatever word you want to use, and it seems there was there it should have been prevented. Yeah. But that doesn't come into your mind. What comes into your mind is that you tell a tell a story for the dead person. And that's a paradigm shift that you have to make from being a paramedic to a coroner or a deputy coroner. That you now are the voice of the uh, the person who died. And it it is a shift because as a paramedic, you feel like you failed if that person died on right. you. You know, what did I do wrong? Was it a trauma code? Was it, you know, a multi-system trauma that you couldn't fix? But now, now that, okay, you're starting with they have, they have died. And you uh, look up all the medications, all of those kind of things, and determine cause and manner. Brittany Hogan, I forgot to mention her. She does an excellent job. But anyway... The uh, the issue of doing or being the voice for the person who passed away is important. Yeah. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton has been our guest on Coffee Break this morning. We've got uh, right about at one minute left and, and just in time because Sheriff's finishes coffee. I know. Uh, I, I do want to mention, are you still hiring out there for anything? I, I, I like letting folks know if you are. Detention, yes, detention officers. Okay. And I think we'll be starting a new uh, hiring pool for deputies. So. Please, please come by and and or look online. Yeah, uh, go to the Lewis and Clark County webpage. Drill down to the sheriff's office. Yeah, he's not a bad boss, I don't think. Well, be yeah, all right. Kind of biased, you know. You know bring bring him uh, bring him <laughs> treats and give him coffee in the morning, and he'll he'll do almost anything for you. So woof woof. woof. Uh, <laughs> See you, Gary. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff and Coroner uh, Coroner, excuse yeah. me, Leo Dutton. Guess uh, who needs coffee? I know. I need yeah. I need to re up again. Yeah. Uh, and it's just I, I've got twenty seconds, and I can go get more coffee. So thanks for joining us this morning. Do sure appreciate that. Um, and since we're not going to see you before the holidays, uh, Merry Merry Christmas, Merry to you. Christmas, yep, Merry Christmas, New Year, and and all yeah. that. Jeff. Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas to all my bosses and citizens out there. And I pray that uh, it is a season that you can give thanks. I know Thanksgiving's over, but Christmas is it's still time. Counts. Yep. Time to reflect and uh, be grateful for what you do have, not what you don't have. Thanks, Sheriff. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.